Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by the System Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer of the System of Providence St. Joseph's. Providence St. Joseph's, of course, one of the great not-for-profit faith-based systems in the country, in the world. We're joined by Syl Tapinier. Syl, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Good morning, Scott, and good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Syl Tripeni, and as you said, I serve as the System Chief Nursing Officer for Providence St. Joseph Health. This is a faith-based uh, healthcare system based in Renton, Washington. I've uh, been a nurse for over 32 years and an executive since the early 2000s. I, um, I served as a uh, clinical nurse in medical surgical units, post-cardiac surgery units, and emergency departments, uh, where I began my leadership journey as an emergency department uh, nurse leader. So in my current role, I serve as the most senior nurse for Providence St. Joseph Health, where I support the practice of over 35,000 nurses in uh, five states, 51 acute care hospitals, and just a little over 1,000 clinics. It's just simply magnificent, magnificent system, magnificent role. Talk a little bit about in the role of senior vice president, CNO for the whole system, what are the big priorities? How do you define the role and how do you view your big priorities in that role? Excellent question. Um, I'll start by uh, maybe defining the role and then talk about our top three priorities today. Um, you know, the role of system chief nurses have evolved over the years, and I, I suspect it will evolve in the in the upcoming years as well. Uh, we saw the um, we saw the surge of a system uh, chief nurse uh, occurring as more and more hospitals were merging and systems were merging together. I think it's important that we remind ourselves that over 50% of any healthcare system's workforce is comprised of nurses. So it's imperative to have the voice of nurses present at the most senior executive table and in any conversations for, uh, for any system. So a few key responsibilities just to add clarity uh, for the role of the system chief nurse. Uh, for instance, I ensure that all nurses across all functional areas have a common voice a common brand, so that we can preserve the, the culture required to nurture the mission of the organization. I advocate for nursing-related issues at the system level in alignment with the system strategies, I'm responsible for establishing nursing models and standards of care, uh, responsible to establish a workforce plan that's going to support the mission of the organization, uh, serve as the voice for nursing practice for both internal and external stakeholders. Um, and um, I probably would also add that I establish and maintain all academic relationship for uh, our strategic needs for the organization. And, and, and let me ask you a question in terms of the, the role. At one point, the role at a large system might have been more about recruiting and you know, finding nurses, making sure you're fully staffed and so forth. How much of the role has evolved to 
trying to help just support the nursing team, support these nursing staff to, you know, to try and just support their emotional and physical needs in this very difficult year. How much do you see your role sort of evolving in this, in this last year based on the circumstances? Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, that is a top priority right now, creating a healing environment for nurses, physicians, quite frankly, all healthcare workers is definitely top of mind. Uh, recruitment is still very important, and we have to make sure that we, we create that healing environment. I, I, I'm reminded that uh, I'm so appreciative that since February, March of last year, you know, everyone started claiming, you know, uh, healthcare workers were heroes, and and we've been um, we've been recognized uh, as such. I would argue that now is the time to actually respect uh, and protect our heroes uh, in the months and perhaps the years to come, because it's it's uh, it's hard to comprehend uh, the impact that uh, COVID nineteen uh, has had and is having. On, on all of our healthcare workers. So uh, thanks for asking the question, and it's definitely a huge priority for us. And, and so how much do you worry about significant retirements? People saying, I've had enough. This is just too stressful. I've gotten through this period of time. I've done what I need to do to help the system, but I've just had enough. It's time to retire. How much do you worry about that sort of issue? I hear that at some places. I, I, I worry about that. I worry about that a great deal. There are some areas, particularly on the senior leadership side, nursing faculties, and, and specialty areas, the average age of the nurses is significantly higher than anywhere else. And we've always been very uh, concerned uh, about this, uh, this wave of, uh, of retirement. And, and we are worried that this increase in activity last year uh, might push uh, some people towards uh, uh, a, a definite retirement or perhaps even an earlier retirement. So uh, having a robust uh, succession plan and be thinking about uh, what that's going to look like uh, is, is, uh, is the work that needs to be done right now, another super important priority. And is it, is it harder in – Providence has got this magnificent footprint, rural communities, urban communities – is it harder in some areas to maintain recruitment versus other areas? My, uh, I, I would say yes. In fact, we do have a few, not a whole lot, but we do have a few of critical uh, you know, access hospitals in some rural, uh, rural places, and it is harder uh, to, uh, to recruit uh, nurses, uh, much, easier, much easier to grow our own than to recruit uh, from outside in those cases. So having lots of efforts on building a local uh, pipeline with, uh, with acad academic relationship, making sure that uh, you have a strong transition into practice program, for instance, so that you can attract uh, talent uh, becomes very, very important uh, because, because yes, it is, uh, it, it, is, it is somewhat more difficult. So you've got this incredible role of keeping an incredible number of positions full and supporting the health system and, and really taking care of the health system. And, and how much of the effort as CNO is also focused on besides sort of cheerleading, recruiting, retaining, keeping every full, how much of your role is aimed at standards and quality and not just keeping the, the mission going in full, but how do you keep practice at the highest level and where you want people performing? 
how much of the focus as the CNO is on that as well? Oh, it's 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 uh, it's top priority every day. Um, everything we do uh, is based on evidence-based practice. Uh, we keep uh, uh, surfing uh, all the the literature. We keep uh, being keeping abreast of the of the new practices out there and ensuring that uh, they are embedded uh, in all of our ministries. And, and a lot of that work ends up being reducing variation in that care across the entire organization that becomes a very important part of what we do. Uh, so we have a level of governance around our practice to ensure that those practices are disseminated uh, so that they touch all the lives that we touch every day. Uh, so that, that is very important to us. One more question, Sil. In, in the old days, the CON role, CNO role would be typically at a single hospital and there'd be daily talking to and rounding with nurses. It, it would be a very different role than it is today. How much has technology grown to play a role in the CNO role and in the senior leadership role? How much, how different is that versus 10 or 20 years ago? Um, it, it obviously, you know, technology has actually helped us uh, being able to be present uh, in, in different ways. Uh, you know, before, I would say 20 years ago, uh, what accounted for was physical presence uh, in, you know, in all of the, you know, various areas where today you can show your presence, not necessarily being physically present. First of all, it's impossible to be physically present, uh, right, in, in, in a role such as the one that I have in 50 one uh, acute care hospitals across five different states. Uh, I'd be spending my entire time just visiting uh, if that, uh, if physical present was uh, was actually required. So we have to leverage technology. You have to leverage social media platform, virtual platform, blogs, vlogs, podcasts, um, uh, and and also you know live you know webcasts where you can uh, leverage technology and engage in. Uh, Q&A forums and the like. So I'm uh, actually pretty pleased to see that we have this technology that allows me in the role that I'm in today to still stay connected with, uh, with the nurses who are practicing you know, at the bedside every day uh, and, and yet showing, uh, showing presence virtually that can be as equally effective uh, as, it, uh, as, uh, as, as walking the halls. Now, walking the halls are extremely important as well. And and that is also part of uh, part of the role, nonetheless. It has not completely. But, but there removed. there is some scalability point where in the old days a CNO of a system would say he or she has to go visit these different hospitals twice a year, three times a year, and, and quite frankly, once you get to a certain size, it's just not doable. You, it becomes very clear that you've got to use technology and you have leaders at each hospital that are doing those kinds of things. Because quite frankly, if somebody tried to visit all 50 hospitals three times a year, even six times a year, all they would do, all they would be doing, is visiting hospitals and not thinking, and not really making a difference. They they would show a face, but they wouldn't be very effective. So, so your point on, well, technology is important to be present, but then I need lots of other people to help me be present. Um, and, and systems, what we're trying to do, is very important. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a great pleasure to visit with you. What a great role and what a great career. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.